Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside and I'm a certified financial planner, and we are fiduciaries. And besides myself, I have three other individuals that are also certified, as well as an attorney who helps our clients with estate planning and other legal work as needed. If you'd like to know more about our company and the services that we provide, go to www.retirementunlimited.com. Or if you just want to talk to us, you'd like to set an appointment, phone number is 951-684- 7011. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. The question I have for you right now is Are you in the countdown? Do you know when you're going to retire? You know, is the uh, time clock, so to speak, started? And there should be things that you're doing systematically as you start to approach that retirement. And the earlier that you get prepared for that, the better. So if you're five years out, if you know you're gonna retire in five years or that is your projected date of retirement, you should be doing some things right now. One of the things you ought to be doing is building up a cash reserves. Cash reserves should be equivalent to whatever an annual expense cost is to you. In other words, going through a budget and you should determine what it costs you to live for one year. And what I recommend to all my clients before they step into retirement is they build up a cash reserve that's equivalent to at least one year of their expenses. That money is just set aside. That's put in the bank, in a savings account, money market account, and it's not part of your daily cash flow. Now, just setting that up, that's just one of those things that you should be doing. And you should be doing that if you're at least five years out because it takes a while to build up that cash reserves. The other thing you should be doing is maximizing your contributions to your retirement plans. If you have the advantage of having a 401k and if you're 50 and older, you can put up to $26,000 into your retirement plan. And if you're not doing that, you should be reaching for that as close as you possibly can. In fact, if your employer-employee situation, in other words, if you're self-employed, but you're in, let's say you're a principal in a company, you can put up to $63,500 if you're over the age of 50. Now, again, some of these numbers may be out of the reach for you, but at the same point in time, you should be putting as much as you possibly can, almost to the point where it hurts. You sacrifice to get that money. In fact, you can over-contribute, and you can do what we refer to as a backdoor Roth. In other words, you over-contribute, the money comes back out to you, and you can put that into a Roth account. Now, that takes very special planning and it takes a let's let's 
it's not made for amateurs. You want to make sure you do it so you dot your I's and cross your T's, because if you do it wrong, the government will come back and slap your slap your hands pretty hard. The other thing you ought to be doing is about three years out, you should be really looking at major expenses. One of the things that we focus on for people is going into their um, you know, their household expenses. For example, if you're if you know you're gonna stay in your home, if it's someplace that you know that you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna age in place, so to speak, let's take a good hard look at the expenses that your home may require, such as a new roof, new plumbing, new windows. If you're gonna do a remodel, if you're gonna upgrade the bathrooms, the kitchen, these are things that you wanna have done at least three years before your retirement. And you wanna have these things paid for, not borrowing. Now, in other words, not going into uh, putting a mortgage on your home in order to accomplish it, but to get them done while your income and such is, I mean, these are expenses. These are expensive things. I know that. And if you're listening to me, you're saying, my goodness, I can't afford all this. But it's something you should be planning to do because if you step into retirement and you haven't really taken a good hard look at this, let's say you have to replace your roof. Well, my goodness, you'll spend thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars replacing a roof. So maybe the decision is you don't age in place as you sell your home and move. These are expenses that are real and substantial. Also, if you have loans against your 401k, you want to make sure they're paid off. You don't want to step into retirement with loans already outstanding because, first of all, they have to be paid off within 60 days after you leave your employer. So you want to make sure those are taken care of and, and you want to have your 401k completely clean. So when you step into retirement, it's able to be transferred into a rollover IRA account. By two years out, you should be reviewing all of your financial documents. That's estate planning. Uh, if you have wills, trusts, durable power of attorneys, you want to be going through all of that. Your beneficiary designations on your retirement accounts, on your life insurance, you want to make sure you go through all of that. Make sure that it's completely up to date. You should be meeting with a financial planner no less than annually to make sure that everything is up to date and it's moving in the direction. You're in what we refer to as the red zone. The red zone means that you don't want to have a substantial drop. You ought to be reducing your risk as you step into this so that your assets are more secure and they're more stable as you move forward. You don't want to be betting against time and all of a sudden time becomes the winner. So when you're close to a year out, you want to be checking all of your income sources, your pensions, your profit sharing, your social security, any other income, and you want to make sure that you understand what it is. If there is a survivor benefit, if you're married, you want to make sure you select the right survivor benefit. Don't select 100% payout and leave your spouse without any income should you, should you die uh, prematurely. So if you want to make sure that there is a certain percentage that goes, do you know how much that is? Those are things that you want to go through and make sure those are set accordingly and appropriately for your spouse. So you want to do also kind of a dry run. So a year out, what you want to do is kind of live on the budget you set for yourself. So you don't spend any extra money. You set your budget at that. And let's say it's, it's substantially less than what you're spending now. But a year out, you ought to do a dry run. Can you live comfortably on the income that you know that you're going to get when you step into retirement? And as you get closer to retirement, we're literally months away, you ought to be gathering copies of all your documents, your health savings accounts, medical plans, all the things, you know, going through Medicare supplement or an HMO, a PPO, whatever you're going to choose, you want to make sure that that is structured properly and in place. That's at 65 years and older, of course. But then again, you want to confirm with human resources, if you have sick pay, vacation pay, any of those things accumulated, 
you want to make sure that is understood. And when, when you retire, when will you get paid? So the date of your retirement may be really critical of when you're going to receive that money. Confirm all of that before you step into retirement. Also, if you're going to move, make sure if you're with a large company, make sure that Human Resources has your current address or where you're going to be moving to. You'd hate to have things being set to an old address and you haven't been there for six months. So anyway, the question is, are you ready? Are you preparing? Has the stopwatch started? And are you within five years? Now, these are things that you need to be doing. And this is what we do for our clients. We step them through this process on an ongoing basis as we meet with them. And as we get more intense as we get close to that date of retirement, we double check, triple check to make sure that the numbers that we have are correct. Because when you say, I'm done, there's no going back, folks. We want to make sure it's done right. If you'd like to meet with me and talk through this with me, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. It's called Tactical Asset Management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirement unlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. You know, the markets have absolutely bewildered, befuddled, has caused a lot of concern and consternation. I don't care who you are. And of course, going back to February was the beginning of the end of the bull market. And by the end of March, the market had lost almost 35%. It had just declined. In fact, in a matter of 10 days, actually less than that, a week, it had dropped 10% in the first part of March. And uh, the market continued to slide down dramatically. And of course, people have what we call kind of a survival bias. They think that their money is going to run out and this market is going to drop to zero. I mean, I've, I've actually talked to people and they've said to me, well, it could go to zero, couldn't it? And I say, no, it won't go to zero. But if you're balanced right, you're going to be fine. Again, having your assets structured appropriately, you can weather just about anything that the market throws at you. But we need, we need to really take a perspective. We need to look back at this meltdown because the market has bounced back. You know, we talked about earlier you know, what letter, what letter it would take, you know, would it take a V, a W, a U, uh, you know, kind of a check mark. Um, and it right now, it looks like the response is that it's been a V recovery. It's been a very quick and nobody expected it to be like this. So again, we still have a lot of issues that we have to deal with. Um, unemployment is still really high, but we're finding people are going back to work at a really rapid rate. I mean, last month, it was almost 5 million jobs that were created. So we're starting to see the unemployment rate get back down to about 10%, which is still atrocious, 
But we're seeing that people with the government subsidies, you know, from the uh, state as well as from the federal government, they're able to buy the things. So the economy, the consumer-based economy has continued to do pretty well. You know, I've heard, again, as I go through each week, there's another retailer that's either filed for reorganization or filed for bankruptcy and liquidation. It's sad, but we're finding an acceleration at a phenomenal rate of business um, just changing. You know, how, what kind of stores, what kind of businesses we're going to, what we knew about, let's say a year ago, and we're going to wake up six months from now and those, those companies are going to be gone. They're going to be replaced by somebody else or something else. But what we're having right now is that the popular belief that stocks will always bounce back, you know, it's almost acquired the force of religion. I mean, people just hung on. And what we found is that most investors were relatively calm through all this. Most investors, I, in my own practice, I have almost 400 households that I work with. And I, and I, can, I can confess to you that only about two uh, out of all those people really, um, really were faced with what I consider just a panic. They thought for sure it was the end of the world. One of, one of them I was able to convince not to step out. The other one I couldn't. But at the end of the day, all of our, all of our assets, all of our clients, except for those two, remain constant with the plan and the strategy that we set forth. And right now, looking back at it, it looks like it was the best, it was the best advice. It was the best advice. And we looked at other, um, you know, other reports like Vanguard reported that only 1% of the money that they had invested moved out of stocks. Uh, there was some readjustment, some rebalancing, but the vast majority of the people stayed tight. They stayed in it. And maybe it has something to do with maturity. Maybe it has something to do with rebalancing, going through 2008, uh, tested the resolve, and um, they were able to consider what was going through right now and say, okay, is this going to be a permanent change or is it going to be temporary? I think the vast majority of the people really realized that this was really a temporary thing. Now, as we move forward, as we move it closer to the uh, political event in November, you know, Kamala, Kamala Harris has just been nominated. Uh, selected by Biden to be the vice president. So we're starting to see the players. We're starting to see the, the faces. And we're going to get a better picture of, of who they are and what their politics are. And if Biden wins, again, that can be a, uh, a change. But again, he has to, for the, for the progressives to change the tax policy, the regulatory policies, they've got to take not only the executive branch, but they've also got to take both houses. So uh, the likelihood of that happening is, is I think the change is going to be like when uh, Obama came in. He didn't have carte blanche. Uh, same thing with Trump. He doesn't have carte blanche. So I think that uh, we'll probably see some frustration on all parties as we get closer to November. I know that some people, have, you know, depending upon what your point of view is, they see it as, as an opportunity. The other people see it as a tragedy, depending upon what side of the fence you are. But what I'm saying is, is the resolve within companies seems to be there and it and the and the resolve within investors seems to be there most people have not reacted to covid and the shutdown and the pandemic to the level that most uh, analysts thought they would so people have taken baby steps they've kind of corrected their market maybe their positions and rebalancing we did some of that we stepped it down a little bit in March, we uh, said, no, let's not, let's not be pedal to the metal here. Let's back it down a little bit. But we didn't uh, exit the marketplace. The marketplace still had great opportunity, and the marketplace has recovered. 
I mean, if you look at the NASDAQ, I mean, the high tech stocks in particular, they have had a phenomenal rebound. And we see that is probably going to continue. We see this disruption of our economy going from, you know, the brick and mortar stores to more the internet and more technology based. I mean, just think about uh, with medicine. Uh, I've talked to many of my clients that are, are, that are in medicine, and all of them now have gone to telemedicine. And there is a massive shift on how they deliver care, the consultation to their patients. It has allowed them to become uh, much more efficient. They're not traveling. They're not in a hospital or a clinic. They're able literally to be able to interview and to talk to their patients and do it by telemedicine. They're much more efficient. I'm looking at from the standpoint from what we do, I'm having a lot more meetings using Microsoft Teams. And most of my clients, in fact, I met with one last night and the client said, this is really efficient. And he lives down in Orange County. He says, this is going to save you a lot of time driving, isn't it? And I said, well, it's, it's not going to replace meeting face to face. What I'm finding that with my clients where there's husband and wife, they're both my clients, I get to review. Uh, I used to get an update now with one of them. I don't get to interface with the second spouse. And I think that is a deficit. So I want to make sure that I, when I was going forward, I want to be able to meet with both husband and wife at least on a, at least an annual basis so I can get an understanding of what their questions are and circumstances. But, it, but what I'm saying is, is this has accelerated change within our economy that I think is going to be not a temporary thing, but a very much a permanent thing going forward. So the idea of buying and holding good quality stocks is still a good idea. And what we're seeing is that is evidence. But again, there is a rotation out of the old guard into what, what, what we refer to as the new guard. And as technology continues to have more of a foothold in the way in which we respond and interact with each other, you're going to see some companies that are going to do much better than other companies. If you'd like to know more about how we analyze clients' portfolios, what we do, how we make changes, how we make assessments, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. Stay tuned for my next section. It's called News You Can Use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. See, I was looking through the uh, barons, and this is uh, back. This is back in December. I cut this article out, and it shows these parents sitting on the couch, and they got these two kids, teenagers, and they're looking at um, information from different schools, different colleges, and the parents have this worried look on their face, like, "How am I going to do this?" And the title of the article is, "It's time for college, how to pay for it." And if you're listening to me, and you have students, if you have kids that are approaching college age, uh, if they're already in it, it's a little bit late for this, but this is for people that 
um, how to how to how to structure your game plan. And this article talks about the different things that you can do, things not to panic about, things to be a little bit more concerned about. And I really like it. And if you'd like to have a copy of this, I'll be more than happy to send it out to you. Just uh, send me an email to www.retirementunlimited.com and just say, I'd like to have the article. And it's, the article is, is titled, It's Time for College and How to Pay for It. You know, the overall goal, it says in the article, the overall goal is not to save 100% of whatever the tuition is. It's, it's to save basically about a third of it. So that'll take some relief off some people that are sweating the dollar amount. Um, the other thing it talks about, it was really interesting, is where parents often go wrong is encouraging their kids to think, get in, we'll figure out how to pay. And uh, the comment in the article says that is really a, a, is really a disaster. Because without really understanding what the college is going to cost, first of all, is it in-state or out-of-state? I don't know what it is with the kids now, but they all seem to want to go out-of-state for their school. And they go to a public school, let's say in some other state, well, it's as expensive as going to a private school uh, here in the state of California. So you need to start talking to your children, literally when they are freshmen. And you also need to give them a uh, a buy-in on this. In other words, what is it going to cost? What is the reality of this? And you want to start thinking about the aid. In other words, as you focus in on what their their skill sets are, are they going to be? Are they going to go to a liberal college? Are going to go to a tech college? Are they going to be a professional from the standpoint of a doctor, a dentist, a psychiatrist, something like that? Are they going to be an engineer, an architect? Are they going to be a school teacher? What is their, what's their drive? What really causes them to really be motivated to go to college? It isn't just to have the social experience. I can tell you that. As I told my kids, I said, college is a very expensive place to experiment. So long before they entered into college, we went through aptitude tests. We tried to determine what they were best at, and we focused on that for them. And all my kids, I, I can say I have three of them that went to school. They all went through in four years. And they all ended up with zero debt at the end of that. So it is something possible. Now, again, my kids are a little bit older, but still the cost was, was exorbitant. And I had a child in college for 12 years, 12 years straight, we were paying for college tuition and helping them through it. Some of it they paid themselves, some of them they borrowed, some of them they got grants and scholarships, and a lot of it is what's paid by us, what Barb and I saved and what we paid for their education. But what I'm saying is it can be done. What I think was really interesting is after they graduated, the inter it's almost like an interview process. I sat down with each of them and I said, would you do it differently? And my son in particular was very clear. He said, yeah, he said, I would go to community college for the first two years. Now, my youngest daughter said, no, I wanted to go to, I want, you know, she was the valedictorian of my three and she was by far the most studious and she ended up going to Berkeley, but she got a lot of scholarships. She had a lot of AP courses. So what I'm saying is you need to get a buy-in for your child, and they need to be a participant in the decision, not just in the selection of the school, but in the cost of it. And there's different ways this article talks about, you know, what you can do to help your child make that decision and get them to do a buy-in, because this is a decision that could saddle you with a lot of debt or your child with a lot of debt for many, many years to come. You don't want to make the wrong choice because this is a very big deal. So you'd like to have a copy of this article, give me a call at my office at 
684-7011 or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.